0: Log Talk Radio.
1: We're getting, we're, you know, so we want to welcome back all your listeners. And, yeah, okay. um, if you're but, out and here I don't
2: want you to,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't want you to remember not to, we have like 1,261 archived uh, shows on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, you know, you go back to some incredible programs we did with so many people. And I thought like they're all, they're all labeled and, and talked about. Yeah, they can, listen. But,
3: you guys can listen to yeah. those if you want. You might find but some we, more interesting than others. A little But bit we,
1: yeah, but between... Uh, certain things that we had to take care of, uh, Lila and I, uh, personal, and, and we 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 traveled a lot of places while we were away. Lila went to Delaware <laughs> and spent a bunch of uh, a, a week or two with her wonderful family, and I went to Bolivia uh, to shake hands with uh, a couple of uh, migrant workers trying to help them over. Yeah, the, what outside. a fake
2: story, you know.
3: <laughs> No, it's a fake
1: news now. That was fake news, fake guys. News. <laughs> the true <laughs> news was, yes, I was in Delaware. There was no Bolivia. That's fake news. <laughs> yeah, we got it was so not, sure I was people, uh, with, with Juan and Juan Valdez, man. We were trying to get copy workers over yeah, there to right. help uh, Trump's plantation, you know what I mean, in Charlottesville. So. Well, he's going to send us all
3: to the plantation <laughs> in Charlottesville, the way it looks i will all be on that plantation. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the home of <coughs> Thomas Jefferson, my favorite president.
1: Yes. Who <coughs> was a slave owner, but um, and also but was the father was, of eight uh, multiracial children. That uh, was that family.
3: was a different era, so you can't yeah. compare that what happened with him
1: with, to what's with happening with Robert E. Lee.
3: Robert E. Lee you know, or and other and or other guys. I mean. I I think I finally came to terms myself with this whole Charlottesville thing about the way I think Trump should have answered. And personally, myself, I defend the right to free speech Uh because I'm so afraid if we take away someone's free speech, mine could be next, and I don't want that.
2: That's true. But,
3: however, I do condemn from a personal standpoint what they have to say. I find it's offensive and um, despicable.
1: Well, I think I think what's important... The, and
3: I... I condemn violence. Uh, but I don't support what they had to say, but I support your right to speak your thoughts. I may not agree with them in those thoughts by the white supremacists and the Nazi people offended me. Yeah. But just because they offended me doesn't mean I don't support people's right to speak for what they believe. Absolutely. That's, you know, I think that's the approach that the president should have taken. But instead, he tried to skate all sides of the moral issue. You can't, you can't no, be... No, you can't
1: do that. You, you know, cannot That's why, the, that's be, why everybody left him. You know, everybody that, dropped from the councils and said, this guy's a racist. This guy's an idiot. This guy's uh, unbelievable. I can't, I, I can't be a part of this kind of administration. And right. it, it offended them, you know. Well, it was and, offensive
3: uh, that he didn't come out against those horrid things. Right, right, right. But he should have made it clear that's in fact, the way he feels, I don't know how he feels, that um, he would defend the right for people to speak their minds, even if it offends you. Exactly. But he doesn't. But you should never support any kind of violence to each other person to person, person to I don't care, animals even. I don't support that either. <laughs> so Well I gotta I gotta
1: have you, you know, Or plants because I don't like
3: plants abuse. I,
1: I know you're a plant lover. But I, I have to I have to this this was one of the funniest men's uh, brains so versus women's brains?
3: Yeah. Did somebody get tangled up in that did they? Oh yeah.
1: But this guy's a speaker. He's very, very funny. Okay. But it, it explains the difference between men's brains And women's brains.
3: Okay. Okay? According to him?
1: According to him.
3: Or according to science? According
1: to science. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Science and and, him. It's very funny. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay. And I'm not sure what it is. Mark Gunger. Men's brains versus women's brains. Okay? And this is put on YouTube. It's up on YouTube. You can see it. It's uh, Truth Inside of You. Okay? (laughs) And it's been seeing 87 million views. Oh, it
3: must be good. It is. All right, roll
1: with it. Ready? Okay, it's about five minutes. you
0: We're going to start discussing men's brains, women's brains, and how they're very different from each other. Now, I want to start with men's brains,
1: all right? Now,
0: men's brains are are very unique. Men's brains are made up of little boxes, and we have a box for everything. We've got a box for the car. We've got a box for the money. We've got a box for the job. We've got a box for you. We've got a box for the kids. We've got a box for your mother somewhere in the basement. We got We got, we, we got boxes everywhere. And, and the rule is the boxes don't touch. <laughs> when a man discusses a particular subject, we go to that particular box. We pull that box out. We open the box. We discuss only what is in that box. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Thank <laughs>
3: It's uh, So true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fabulous. No. I wonder if he wrote that himself. No, yeah, i was so What a beautiful. clever, clever piece.
1: But 87 million views. What is his name anyway?
3: Uh,
1: Mark, Mark Gunger. Mark Gunger.
3: What a clever man.
1: I should send this over. You should play it for one of your, uh, you know, lunchtime or something. Yeah,
3: that is very e. good.
1: E. Yep. Like, Wouldn't you like that? Yeah, I should send it to. That was so damn funny. <laughs> I, sh- I should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Would you like that? Mm-hmm. I'll send it over. I'll send it over to your email. Yeah, you know. it's funny.
3: Yeah, it would be really funny. But give us
1: some insight into <laughs> the <difference> between, <laughs> between boys and <laughs> girls. When said, when said the, the thing that when it cracked me up is that you know the one thing that women can't stand is a guy doing nothing. <laughs> he said... True. You you've pissed at me so
2: many times on that, right? I know. I can't yeah,
3: stand
2: yeah, that. Yeah, do something, but I am. But yeah. <laughs> I
1: guess I'd like, get right into that like category. The, well, that's why like guys like sports because it's like to, totally stupid, you know. It's like you're, ah, that's the guy. You, you know, you're in that nothing box. In that, that zone. Yeah, you're in the nothing box. Uh-huh. Know, that, or or you're just like How you about You had a drink or two, and you like or fishing is amazing." That, that's absolutely nothing. <laughs> huh. I kind
3: of like fishing though.
1: Yeah, but there you got into the nothing box, that's right. huh. like <laughs> I
3: like I like sea fishing out on the ocean. Yeah. That's
1: where nice.
3: I can breathe. That's in a salt little air. More,
1: That's a little more different than like mm. rope fishing or trout fishing or. I never did
3: that other kind of fishing. No, like a small really. boat
1: because you don't do much except wait for the fish to bite. It's kind of oh. like pretty much weird. People,
3: you can't even talk. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always sound odd.
1: Yeah, I know. They the
3: fish. Isn't that
1: funny, though? See, yeah. that was funny. I love that face. Uh,
3: yeah, send that over to me. I oh,
1: will. Uh, and,
3: folks, you can get that on uh, um, YouTube, YouTube, you said? Yeah. Or you can go to Leo's. Um,
1: it's pretty much you. Maybe. We're so going to start discussing
0: okay. men's brains, women's brains, and how
1: they're very different. Yeah, hang on. I think that was you, too. Was Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Now I want to start with men's brains. Uh, anyway, it's on Facebook. It's about the only place I know where it is. But I'm glad I shared it with you. you know, yeah. That was kind of fun. But um, the next thing I wanted to show you was this article on Robert E. Lee. And uh, yeah, you you read that and you said it
3: was very disturbing. It was very
1: very disturbing. I I was very upset when well not upset but I was very surprised uh, when I read this because I I thought I knew. You know, so much of the of the uh, South uh, history. history was changed. So even at the time when I was a, uh,
3: history, a, student. a
1: history student, high school student, and, and so on, uh, I was very surprised to hear that uh, this all of these Revolutionary War heroes and and, and things were built around 1900. Okay, the
3: statues and uh, right. memorials and things? That's
1: correct, in the South, on the Confederate statues and memorials. I thought they were,
3: I would have thought they were much older than that. They aren't.
1: And, and I have a couple, I have two videos or two things I wanted to tell you about. One is how they manufactured the, uh, during that time period. There was a big demand. Of towns in the South were trying to implement uh, Joe, Jim Crow. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and white supremacy over there, and so what they did is they thought to re, uh, re, uh, re, uh, re, uh, re uh, invent the uh, Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, they died for the great cause, so you know, and, and so, on, uh, so turn so. these people into
3: heroic, heroic figures?
1: figures instead of the uh, uh, traitors and slave owners and wretches that they really were,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: that uh, they really fought not for. Freedom and whatnot but, but for, for, money. for money for economic slavery to keep these people in, in, in slavery so I their thought. purses would get bigger exactly and I wrote this little commentary before before I show these uh, before I talk about this but Robert e. Lee was the worst of the worst slave owners sociopathic racist bastard all Confederate statues should come down there was no honor in these horrible people no horror no no heroes. They were the worst human beings in the world. Read the real history of the Southern Dead, then demand all Confederate statues be destroyed or held in a Holocaust museum of the murder of millions murdered in the Civil War and census because of the KKK, neo Nazis, and white supremacists. These monsters should be arrested for crimes against humanity. Let's first start with Trump and Bannon and Sessions and all the rest. All right? And I'm going to read this article. From the Atlantic uh, Not that
3: should time. be arrested. They should have been
1: arrested. Have been arrested.
3: Yeah, the myth of the that.
1: kindly General Lee. The legend of Confederate leader hero- heroism and decency is based in the fiction of a person who never existed.
3: How about that? Revised yeah. history. <coughs> oh,
1: completely revised, Lana. Totally That's revised.
3: Gary. Though I have to say, when I studied American history, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the The Confederacy. The
1: Confederacy, the Civil War was was kind of skimmed over. Skimmed over because
3: I'm from New England. Nobody really cared about the
1: Confederacy. Oh, we we won, right? We
3: won and moved on. But let me,
1: me, uh, you can read part of this because it's a little lengthy, but I'd like to start it. uh,
3: The strangest part.
1: The about myth, The myth of the kindly General Lee.
3: Okay. okay. The strangest part about the continued personality cult of Robert E. Lee is how few of the qualities his admirers professed to see in him he actually possessed. Memorial Day has a tendency to conjure up old arguments about the Civil War. That's understandable. It was created to mourn the dead of a war in which the Union was nearly destroyed when half the country rose up in rebellion in defense of slavery. This year, the removal of Lee's statue on Nolens has inspired a new round of commentary about Lee, not to mention protests on his behalf by wet supremacists. The myth of Lee goes something like this. He was a brilliant strategist and a devoted Christian man, who abhorred slavery and labored tirelessly after the war to bring the country back together. There is little truth in this. Lee was a devout Christian, and historians regard him as an accomplished tactician. But despite his ability to win individual battles, his decision to fight a conventional war against the more densely populated and industrialized North is considered by many historians to have been a fatal strategic error.
1: But even if one conceded Lee's military prowess, he would still be uh, responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Americans in the defense of South, of the South's authority to own millions of human beings as property, because they are black. Lee's evaluation is a key
3: elevation.
1: Point. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Key. What did I say?
3: Said evaluation. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Lee's elevation is a part is a key part of a 150 year old propaganda campaign designed to erase slavery as the cause of the war and re- and whitewash the Confederate cause as a noble one. That ideology is known as the Lost Cause, and as historian David Bright writes, it provides a foundation on which Southerners built the Jim Crow system. Oh. There there are unwitting victims of this campaign, those who lack the knowledge to separate history from sentiment. And then there are those whose reverence for Lee relies on replacing the actual Lee with a mythical figure who never truly existed.
3: In the Richmond Times-Dispatch, R. David Cox wrote that, and this is a quote, for white supremacist protesters to invoke his name, violates Lee's most fundamental convictions. In the conservative publication, Town Hall, Jack Kerwick concluded that Lee was amongst, and this is the quote, among the finest human being that has ever walked the earth. John Daniel Davidson, in his essay, The Federalist, opposed the removal of the Lee statue in part of the grounds that Lee arguably did more than anyone to unite the country after the war and bind up its wounds. Praise for Lee of this sort has flowed forth from past historians and presidents alike. This is too divorced from Lee's actual life to even be classed as fan fiction. It is simple historical illiteracy. White supremacy does not violate Lee's most fundamental con- pardon me, fundamental convictions. White supremacy was one of Lee's most fundamental convictions. Lee was a slave owner. His views on slavery were explicated in an 1856 letter that it is often misquoted to give the impression that Lee was some kind of abolitionist. In his letter, he describes slavery as a moral and political evil, but goes on to explain that, I think, It, however, a greater evil to the white man than to the black race, and while my feelings are strongly enlisted in behalf of the latter, my sympathies are more strong for the former. The blacks are immeasurably better off here than Africa, morally, socially, and physically. That The painful discipline they are undergoing is necessary for their instruction as a race, and I hope will prepare and lead them to better things. How long their subjugation may be necessary is known and ordered by a wise, merciful providence. Their emancipation will sooner result from a mild and melting influence of Christianity than the storms and tempests of a fiery controversy.
1: The argument here is that slavery is bad for white people, good for black people, and most importantly, it is better than abolitionism, emancipation, but wait for a divine intervention. That thought people might not want to be slaves does not enter into the equation. Their opinion on the subject of their own bondage is not even an afterthought to Lee. <laughs> Ali's cruelty as a slave master was not conf- confined to a physical punishment. In reading in in... Reading the man, which is a book called, by the historian Elizabeth Brown Pryor, portrait of Lee through his writings, Pryor writes that Lee ruptured the Washington and Custis tradition of respecting slave families uh, by hiring them off to other plantations, and that by 1860 he had broken up every family but one on his estate. Some of them, some of whom uh, had been together since Mount Vernon days, and the separation of slave. Uh, families was one of the most unfathomable, devastating aspects of slavery. And Pryor wrote that Lee's slave uh, slaves regarded him as the worst man I ever see. The trauma of rupturing families lasted lifetimes for the enslaved. It was, as my colleague Ta-Nahishi Coates described, as a kind of murder. After the war, thousands of the emancipated uh, researched desperately for kin lost to the market for human flesh, uh, fruitlessly for most. Uh, in Reconstruction, the uh, historian Eric Foner quotes uh, a Freeman's Bureau agent who noted of the emancipated, in their eyes the work of emancipation was incomplete until the families which had been dispersed by slavery were reunited.
3: Please? Heavy hand on the Arlington Plantation pl- prior rights nearly led to a slave revolt, in part because the enslaved had been expected to be freed upon their previous master's death, and Lee had engaged in a dubious legal interpretation of his will in order to keep them as his property, one that lasted until the Virginia court forced him to free them. When two of his slaves escaped and recaptured, Lee either beat them Himself or ordered the overseer to lay it on well. Wesley Norris, one of the slaves who was whip, recalled that not satisfied with simply lacerating our naked flesh, General Lee then ordered the overseer to thoroughly wash our backs with brine, which was done. Every state that seceded mentioned slavery as the cause in their declarations of secession. Lee's beloved Virginia was no different, accusing the federal government of perverting its power not only to the injury of the people of Virginia, but to the oppression of the southern slaveholding states. Lee's decision to fight for the South can only be described as a choice, to fight for the continued existence of human bondage in America, even though for the Union it was not at first a war for emancipation.
1: During the invasion of Pennsylvania, Lee's army of North Virginia enslaved free blacks and brought them back to the South as property. Pryor uh, writes that, that evidence links virtually every infantry and cavalry unit in Lee's army with the abduction of free black Americans, with the activity under the supervision of senior officers. Soldiers under Lee's command at the, at the Battle of Crater in, 16, in 1864 massacred black Union uh, soldiers who tried to surrender, then in a, suspect, a spectacle hatched by Lee's senior corps commander, A.P. Hill. The Confederates paraded the Union supervisors through the streets of Petersburg to the slurs and jeers of the southern crowd. Lee never discouraged such behavior. As the historian Richard Slotkin wrote in No Quarter, the Battle of the Crater, his silence was permissive.
3: Hmm.
1: So Lee was a horrible freaking piece of work, you know.
3: He wasn't the saint that they're trying to portray him as. No.
1: And it says the presence of black soldiers on the field of, black sh- of battle shattered every myth the South slave empire was built on. The happy docility of slaves, their intellectual inferiority, their cowardice, their inability to compete with whites. As prior rights, fighting against brave and confident African Americans challenged every underlying tenet of Southern society. The Confederate response to this challenge was to visit every possible atrocity and cruelty upon black soldiers whenever possible, from enslavement to execution. As the historian uh, James McPherson recounts in Battle Cry of Freedom, in October of the same year, Lee proposed an exchange of prisoners with the Union General, Ulysses S. Grant. Grant agreed on condition that the blacks be exchanged, the same as white soldiers. Lee's response was that Negroes belonging to our citizens are not considered subjects of exchange and were not included in my proposition. But because of slavery was the cause of which Lee fought, he could hardly be expected to concede, to easily concede. Even at the cost of the freedom of his own men, the blacks could be treated as soldiers and not things. Grant refused the offering, telling Lee that government is bound to secure to all persons received into their army, or her armies, the right to do to to soldiers, the right to do to soldiers, rather, sorry. And despite its desperate need for soldiers, the confederacy did not relent from this position until a few months before Lee surrendered I don't know if you after the war, Lee did counsel uh, Lee, Lee did, did
3: counsel defeated southerners against rising up against the north. Lee might have become a re- become a rebel once more and urged the south to resume fighting as many of his former comrades wanted him to, but even in this task, Grant in 1866 regarded his former rival as falling short, saying that Lee was setting an example of forced acquiescence so grudging and pernicious in its effects as to be hardly realized. Nor did Lee's defeat lead to an embrace of racial egalitarianism. The war was not about slavery, Lee insisted later, but it was about Slavery, it was only out of Christian devotion that white southerners fought to keep blacks enslaved. Lee told the New York Herald reporter in the midst of arguing in favor of somehow removing blacks from the South, disposed of in his words, that unless some human course is adopted based on wisdom and Christian principles, you do a gross wrong and injustice to the whole Negro race in setting them free. Oh yeah? And it is only this consideration that has led wisdom, intelligence, and Christianity of the South to support and defend the institution up to this time. Amazing.
1: And Lee had beaten or ordered his own slaves to be beaten for the crime of wanting to be free. Huh. For, and he fought for the preservation of slavery. His army kidnapped free blacks at gunpoint and made them unfree. But all of this he insisted, had occurred only because of the great Christian love of the South held for blacks. (laughs) Here we truly understand Frederick Douglass's admonition that between the Christianity of this land and the Christianity of Christ, I recognize the widest possible difference. (laughs) Now,
3: I see a commonality here. Well, our vice president said that if we pray, we wouldn't need medical care.
1: That's right. The same song uh, hey, we process to, so, Yeah, sure. Uh, and it, this article goes even further and goes Oh, it's fine. a long one. But it's so good. And I, I just wanted everybody to to be able to know that everything was changed. Uh, yeah, there was no statues to to him. His his existing relatives have said they don't care if the statue comes down or not. You know, the the the, the history was a was a farce. And um, uh, you know, that's the case. But uh, where are his uh, existing relatives? They're, in, they're still in the South. In the South? They, yeah, they've actually talked to But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this article because it's so damn long. But I want you to go to it. I really do. It's from the Atlantic.com. It's called The Myth of the Kindly Robert E. Lee, or Gen- Kindly General Lee. It's a good article, well written, and uh, well investigated. And I, I hope that you look at it. But, you know, for everybody who says... Oh, we can't do that, you know, we can't throw those things down, it's our history, you yeah. know, that's a joke. I thought this was fascinating, this came out about a week ago, um, yeah, five or six days ago. It says, Trump is just six votes away from impeachment,
3: huh.
1: and Republicans are deserting him fast.
3: Yeah,
1: maybe. Oh, after that racist... I don't
3: know, those Republicans, say
1: they're not going to do anything to jeopardize the easy street they're on in that Congress well, so at some point and this is from Newsweek at some point in 2019 if not sooner a Republican senator will walk into the Oval Office and say to Trump Mr. Trump, we don't have the votes at which point the Trump presidency will end in a resignation or conviction in the Senate the scenario actually occurred 43 years ago uh, this summer, when Republican Senator Barry Woolwater walked into the Oval Office and told Republican uh, President Richard Nixon that they didn't have the votes in the Senate to save his presidency. Oh. And following impeachment in the House, I remember that very well, uh, fo- following impeachment in the House, a, t- a trial takes place in the Senate, and conviction requires two-thirds of the Senate. And my, by my count, uh, there are already 12 senators who have shown a willingness on the president when he when they believe he is wrong And you are uh, if you add that to the 48 Democrats on their side of you will show no inclination to work with the president and Donald Trump could be six votes away from conviction in the Senate. Uh, of course that assumes that the forces now in motion continue to their same trajectory and result in an impeachment vote. They are the investigations into the Trump campaign evidence of weakness in the Republican base, historical trends indicating a possible Democratic takeover in the House, and last but not least, the finance in the Senate. And the last trend should be particularly worrisome for the President. Article 1 of the Constitution gives them the last word on the presidency. And yet, instead of making friends in the Senate, Trump has done exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after the Senate failed to pass the, the Obamacare replacement, Trump took to Twitter to denounce them as fools and total quitters, and that they uh, could not have done over well with the senators who opposed them along the way. One of them, uh, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, Republican of Maine, arrived home to an impromptu gathering of supporters at the Portland airport who applauded her vote against President's replacement of Trump care of Obamacare. And uh, this goes on and on and on and on and on quite a bit. But just to know, you, you can look at it, it's, weak, it's, it's a good article. I I rate it well. Um, it's a little older. It was uh, the 17th, to the 23rd. Yep. But, um, um, you yeah, know, we, we'll, we'll go with that. And it's uh, Newsweek. Trump is mm-hmm. six votes away from impeachment. Yeah. When
3: so,
1: was that article, written? August uh, 18th, uh, 17th. Okay, last week. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Dee dee de- dee de- dee de- dee dee. Okay. Love this. President Trump's religious advisory council stands firmly with him.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is. Okay. I would question whether to read this because it's so sick. Uh, don't.
3: Yeah,
1: most people don't believe it, but it's true. This advisory council is standing with him. And declaring, uh, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Judge Roy Moore argues that Christian principles, or more accurately, Moore's interpretation of Christian principles, should be the foundation and even supersede the laws of men. This is the guy who's taken over, uh, that, that is, is uh, going up for an election in Alabama to take Jeff Sessions' place. That's enough. This guy's out of this freaking burden. Now. He's totally out of his mind. And uh, we'll wow. just read a little bit about this guy. I, there's there's I so don't know much. Where he gets
0: these people.
1: Montgomery, Alabama, stationed outside the entrance of Judge Roy Moore's victory party Tuesday night, stood two tablets embossed with the Ten Commandments and mounted on an easel and draped in white cloth. Really. Christian choir music played inside. A video came on in which Moore declared, God is raising up generals all over the great nation. When the early votes returned began rolling in, Moore came out and told the crowd he had run the best campaign of his career before catching himself in the post. But remember, he quickly added, All glory goes to God. And on Tuesday night Moore proved the clear winner uh, in the divisive and fantastically expensive Alabama primary to fill the Senate seat vacated by Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Moore coasted to a fast finish in a 10-person field, uh, beating out two candidates, incumbent uh, on Senator Luther Strange or two-party vote, uh, whatever. Uh, I want you to go to it, but you got really incredible, crazy son of a bitch. Uh, you know, that that might take John uh, Sessions' place, the guy named, uh, what's his name? Well, Judge Roy Moore. Watch that, and vote against it in any case. Vote against it. Jesus Christ. All right. Facebook is shutting down pages for racist hate groups. That's right. Ever since the violent Nazi rally in Charlottesville last weekend... Facebook has been ramping up its removal of racist hate groups from its site. That's right, folks. And uh, beware. You can't be a hater. what no, no. mm-hmm. i uh, well, anyway. I don't know, Leo. Okay, now, Lila, this yep. is the affirmative action on the real story behind all the Confederate statues. Ready for this? It's my I'm mother, looking, I'm my mother and out. Mother Jones. Very good. I want, to, I want you to read part of it so you can be so fully aware of the insanity of this thing and the, the daughters of the Confederacy, how they are involved. Okay. It says Confederate Mon... Here's a graph that starts this off. Confederate modern, Monument and Statue building. When you work at... All right. answer. Well, all right. Confederate moderate and Statue building um there was there were none Okay, almost zero statues built until 1900 uh right before 1900 and then there was a peak of them being built uh like 140 or more statues built in the south uh and in uh, 1910 and then there was a drop in the 1920s and then all the way down and a little peak again in the 1960s Okay. Huh. This was when they were trying. The South was trying to instill the Jim Crow acts, you know, to stop them from voting, and you know, the glory of the South and all that kind of crap. Right? Really, very, very sad. But uh, this this graph illustrates something that even a lot of liberals don't always get. And most of these monuments are not erected right after the Civil War. In fact, all the way to 19 to 1890. There were very few statues or monuments that to Confederate leaders. Most of them were built much later, and since, I'm not an academic, but I feel comfortable squeezing this history into a very short, um, oversim- oversimplified summary. <clears throat> the war took place between 1861 and 1865. In 1865 to 1875, the Reconstruction Era took place. 1875 to 1895, Reconstruction era ends, lynchings skyrocket. Blacks are steadily disenfranchised, allowing Southern whites to enact Jim Crow laws. In 1896, Jim Crow is cemented into place, and the Supreme Court rules it constitutional. And then, 1895 to 1915, with blacks disenfranchised and Jim Crow lies safely in place, Southern whites uh, continued their campaign of terror against blacks. And this era uh, features continued lynchings and growing popularity of lost cause revisionist histories and a resi- resurgence of white supremacy organizations like the KKK and the erection of uh, Confederate uh, statues and monuments in a large number. And from 1955 to 15 to 55, Jim Crow reigned safely throughout the South. 55 to 1970, the uh, civil rights area started. Uh, after the Supreme Court ruling of Brown v. Board of Education that Jim Crow laws are unconstitutional, Southern white mounts uh, massive and violent resistance and starts putting up Confederate monuments again. That's right, folks. So this is how it happened. And, you know, uh, it's going on and on. So, I mean, I don't care if they knock down every goddamn flag. I mean, let's put them all in a little museum somewhere and say, oh, these were the assholes that, that, uh, you know, involved slavery, you know what I mean? It's like come on, the hell are we kidding? Who the hell are we kidding? Well, here's a blast from the past, Lida. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. Last a blast from the past. Uh, August 19th of last year, I posted on Facebook this uh, this uh, thing from uh, that was sent to me. Speak for yourself. It was a statement by Ronald Reagan. Okay. You ready to hear this? Yeah, I'm ready.
3: Blast
1: away. Uh, I now have positive proof that smoking even one marijuana cigarette is equal in brain damage to being on a bikini on bikini island during the H bomb blast.
2: Oh my God.
1: This is this is the guy Ronald fucking Reagan. No, yeah. unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Oh, by the way. Uh, because of Trump's vacations and everything? Yeah, Secret Service depletes the funds to pay agents because of Trump's frequent travel and his large family. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, unbelievable. This is another interesting thing. Back in the days, when they started to build all these Confederate statues, um, they started to build them out of bronze, but cheaply, manufacturing them, you know, so they, they built uh, several hundreds of them at one time. Yeah. They So they found a way to mass-produce these things cheaply. So they were just made out of thin, shell of bronze, all right? So if they fell, they crumbled into, you know, into a hunk of junk. But they made them so they could make them cheaply. And that's how it was done. Now... We still got fifteen minutes, but there's an anti-Trump movement. is calling for the boycott of these fifty-one companies. Hmm. Want to read this?
3: The boycott Trump movement is still going strong. Shannon Colta, a brand and digital strategist, strategist, excuse me, folks, I just kind of got tongue-tied there. Started the Grab Your Wallet hashtag in October to encourage people seeking a way to take concrete action against Donald Trump to boycott companies large and small that do business with his family. It seems the boycott is producing results. Hmm. In February, brands such as Nordstrom, Jet.com, and Gilt dropped Ivanka Trump's fashion line. Today, Grab Your Wallet website highlights uh, condensed list of the most benevolent companies. However, the official
1: the most, the most boycottable.
3: oh boycottable <laughs> oh my goodness
1: I thought it was benevolent
3: benevolent, I benevolent play, companies. Play, boycottable companies. By, boy, that would have twisted that around. <laughs> boycottable companies. However, the official more extensive boycott list, which users can now keep track of using a Google Chrome plugin. Targets to many more companies for reasons from selling Ivanka Trump's brand, to being owned by a member of the Trump family, to having pro-Trump executives. Uh, As of Wednesday, Wednesday, grab your wallet's list of brands to boycott includes 51 retailers from big names like Amazon and Macy's to smaller companies like Wagamans and c Candy. And
1: um, while well, the chain banned Trump's uh, menswear line in 2015 after the president-elect referred to Mexican immigrants as rapists, <laughs> it still sells Ivanka Trump's line of clothing, jewelry, and handbags. Yeah, the luxury retailer keeps flip-flopping on whether or not it sells Ivanka Trump jewelry line. Neiman Marcus was added back to grab your wallet's boycott list after two Ivanka rings were spotted on the retailer's website in early March. However, with the demise of Ivanka Fine Jewelry Line, the retailer may not be on the list for long. And that's it. Oh, L.L. Bean is another one. Did you know that? We were just there. Yep. L.L. Bean. No, I'm shocked. Unlike many other companies on the list, L.L. Bean does not sell Trump products. Instead, it has been targeted because Linda Bean a member of the company's board and granddaughter of the company's founder, uh, Leon Woodbean, um, donated $60,000 to a Trump-supporting pact called Make America Great Again. So grab your wallet is calling for a boycott until Linda Bean is removed from the company board. Mm. Bloomingdale's. Retailer sells along with lines of shoes and handbags. Uh, Zappos. Your company carries Ivanka line of Trump's shoes, clothing, and handbag.
3: Huh. Amazon. Oh. That? The company's giant carrier uh, carries both Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump merchandise from the book The Art of the Deal to Ivanka Trump's shoe line. For what it's worth, some Trump supporters on Reddit have also called for boycott of Amazon because CEO Jeff... Uh, Bezos said he wants to send Trump to space. The CEO uh, also has said the, the president elect erodes our democracy around the edges. <laughs> Jeez, no kidding.
1: Hudson Bay, the Canadian department chain sells their clothing and accessories. TJ Maxx.
3: Hmm.
1: Oh, Lada, what are you going to do? The you going to have to boycott out TJ Maxx. Well, until he gets rid of that guy. Which
3: guy? Donald Trump Jr.
1: Oh, and Donald Trump. Period. Right. That
3: would maybe be a start.
1: Well, you don't. You don't want. You don't want uh, Donald Trump to be maximizing profits, right? No. Through TJ Maxx. Okay. However, TJ Maxx has recently wanted to avoid highlighting this fact. In the early February, the company instructed employees to throw away signs advertising the first daughter's brand. The memo also told workers to mix Ivanka's merchandise in with products instead of showcasing them separately, New York Times reported. That's pretty cheesy, don't you think? Yeah. Gordon yeah. Taylor's uh, sells Ivanka Trump clothing, jewelry and handbags. Bed Bath and Beyond, Lila. That's terrible something to
3: take back.
1: Yeah, twenty percent coupon on Ivanka Trump's diaper bags. Imagine that? Huh? No. Yep. Ivanka Trump's diaper up uh-huh. That's what she's selling there. Trump hotels. Yeah, you don't want to know about that. Donald Trump, Eric Trump operate hotels around the world. Grab your wallet campaign is calling for a boycott of Trump properties until Donald Trump is no longer president. Uh, Trump winery. Yeah. This is the one he talks about in Virginia. Uh, Vineyard's president with the first son's company owning the property uh, Trump's Virginia winery Trump's golf courses you know, around the world Scion Hotels don't be fooled by the name the hotels are owned by the Trump organization and more so by the uh, Russian investors Billards that is a apartment store, department store. Uh, retail chain sells Ivanka Trump clothing and accessories. dollars you get that to you. 6 PM, uh, discount. Retailer carries Ivanka Trump lines of shoes, clothing, and accessories. PSW, uh, the shoe retailer sells Ivanka Trump shoes. Alright, hey, this woman sells everything, right? Blue Fly. handbags. Uh, shoes and handbags, Ivanka Trump. Uh, Burlington Coat Factory. Wow, that's close to home. A discount department store no longer sells a lot of the Trump accessories online, but reportedly continues to sell the First Daughters line at brick and mortar locations. Uh, all right. yeah. And the Home Shopping Network no longer sells the Trump Home line of home furnishing, but continues to sell official commemorative Trump crap. Uh, HSN. The Kushner Companies. Uh, Mary D'Ivanka owns part of the real estate company. Stuck down as CEO in January, accepting a role in Jones' advisory. And what's this one? Uh, Overstock.com. Ivanka Krep. Uh Ross, Dress for Less, sells Ivanka crap. Uh, Sacks of Fifth Avenue sells Ivanka lot uh, Walmart sells Ivanka crap. Yeah, imagine that. From all the top shelves of Bloomingdale's down to Walmart, she's selling handbags. Uh, Is
3: that amazing? Makes you not want to
1: buy one. Oh, of course not. Belk, big shoes shop place. Ivanka Trump's line of shoes and handbags. Century 21. Department chain sells Ivanka Trump clothing and accessories. I think uh, we get the point. Yeah, but they should know all these all these damn things. You know. Bye-bye baby and other place, and retailers. You retailers know, all these places are selling a lot crap and every major retailer so check this out on businessinsider.com Trump Boycott okay Trump Product Boycott check that out I think you'll be impressed I was uh, oh by the way anybody remember YouTube's Bono no don't remember Bono the, the singer guy? Well, he's partners with Monsanto to destroy African agriculture with GMOs. Yeah. U2's Bona. Remember from the, from the band U2? Uh, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And partners with Monsanto to destroy African American, African cultures with GMO. Freaking, you know, despite national reasons. Yeah, that's, that, that's enough to make you sick, ain't it? Well, just genocide. Illinois State Senate just passed a measure for neo-Nazi groups to be classified as terror organizations. If you want to see this in New York and all 50 states, comment yes. That's on Facebook post. Um, Studies have shown if you voted for Donald Trump, there's no need to wear protective glasses to view the eclipse. (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine said, the only Confederate flag that matters is the white flag of surrender. Yeah. Here's one that we could go I'll almost go out on. It's called, as above as so below. Scientists have found that the multidimensional universe inside of our brain. Isn't wow. that yeah, great? Yeah, we could hear that ancient code. Um, yeah. It goes, um, looks, since, are we done?
3: Sure a sensational discovery has been made by experts and scientists have found that hu- the human brain is home to structures and shapes that have up to 11 dimensions. Amazing. Neuroscientists welcome the discovery saying we found a world that we had never imagined.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Uh, and uh,
3: Mathematical methods of algebraic topology have helped researchers uh, find structures in multi-dimensional geom- geometric spaces in the brain's network. According to experts, a new study has proved that human brain is a home to structures and shapes that have up to 11 dimensions. Human brains are estimated to be the home to staggering 86 billion neurons, with several connections from each cell webbing in every possible direction. Forming a super vast cellular network that somehow makes us capable
1: of thought and consciousness. An international group of scientists gathered around the Blue Brain project has obtained results never before seen. Um, Hard to get this.
3: uh,
1: For some reason,
3: it's. uh,
2: Uh,
1: somewhere. After scientists added stimulus to the virtual brain tissue, they discovered that cliques of progressively higher dimensions assembled, and they found that in between these cliques were holes of, or cavities. Ron Levy from Aberdeen University, who worked on the paper, uh, told Wired the appearance of high dimensional cavities. Where well, the brain is processing information means that the neurons in the network react to stimuli in an exa- extremely organized manner. It is as if the brain reacts to a stimulus, but building that razzing, uh, uh, or razzing, razzing, raising a tower of multi dimensional blocks starts with rods, uh, then planks, then cubes, and then more complex um, uh, uh, geo- geometries with 4D and 5D, etc.,
3: And the progression
1: of activity through the brain resembles a multidimensional sandcastle that materializes out of the sand and then disintegrates. White shape, uh, wild shapes that are three-dimensional have height, width, and depth. The object discovered by experts in the new study don't exist in more than those three dimensions in the real world, but mathematicians used to describe them can have five, six, seven, or up to 11 dimensions. And Professor Van Luen from KU Leuven, Belgium, told Wired, outside of physics, high dimensional spaces are uh, frequently used to describe complex data uh, structures or conditions or systems. For instance, the state of a dynamical state in state space. Uh, the, spa- the space is simply the union of all the degrees of freedom the system has. And it's state described the values of these degrees of freedom are actually assuming. This all amazing? gone. No, no, it's done. Is that amazing? No.
3: Oh, that was the end of it? Yeah. Yeah, that no, was no, a long yeah. article.
1: But it was like, freaking amazing that you can have up to 11 dimensions in your brain. A, there's
3: so much we don't really know.
1: Well, I've always believed in multidimensional reality. and Oh. Let me end on this. You, you'll love this. You really will. This is a group of people. I
3: wish uh, people could see this.
1: This is a group of people from uh, 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 England mm-hmm. and in Europe who go who uh, uh, like a circus, like
2: uh, traveling go, circus
1: that go to to the to Syria and these other places where there's a lot of refugee camps joy. and everything to to bring joy to the kids. Aww. It's a, it's
3: really
1: P50. A nice, yeah, P50. There's almost 30 million views on this. I'll turn that up. We're clowns.
2: We play specialist, and we
1: focus on working with uh, refugee families who are living in harsh environments. Over 100,000 child refugees came to Europe the
2: 2016. Ash and his team
1: traveled to refugee camps in Greece and beyond to entertain as many kids as possible for free. Uh, these guys are dressed in funny hats. When we first got to the
3: camp.
1: Is this the right place for us? Are we insulting them? You see the kids and their first reaction is a bit like,
2: and then they look, and they look at you and you go, Three, two, one, So we've been doing music, focus, art, um, cinema, puppet making, hailing dances, pizza decorating, uh. anything we can think of, to give them an opportunity to feel good, and to feel daft, and to feel playful. What is the name? So uh, it's so simple actually do it before kids doesn't have anything to do just lazy in the pen. when you come uh, you make something from nothing beyond politics and beyond all this adult stuff the kids just are for kids and they like to play duck duck Goose and they like to run about and they like to be congratulated for very average artwork, you know, they need that. Our futures are the dreams we have as kids turned into reality. I want them to feel that they could do anything.
1: If you believe in the power of play, sure. Yeah, sure. I think this is very nice, isn't it? Yeah, there's just some amazing people in the world. Yeah, they just,
3: that's,
1: they... That's a
3: wonderful thing to bring laughter yeah, and yeah. joy to children.
1: Yeah, a group went out just to have oh, fun. They
3: live in such horrible conditions; yeah. it's just terrible.
1: I know. But hey, that's the end of our show, folks, and we want to thank you very much for listening. We're uh, glad we're back.
3: Yeah, and, we missed uh, you, folks.
1: Yeah, we did. We we, we I, had hope, a rough I hope our, our listeners
3: and, and the people out there who listen regularly and all of your friends and families. Had a great summer, and I hope everyone had a chance to
1: do something that made them laugh. Yeah, we want, well. to, we want to thank people around the country, around the country, and around the world. Turns out that we have a very, uh, a good diverse, large, it's a very, diverse very, very, yeah. It's we, have, we want to thank our Chinese audience. I mean, we have a very large Chinese audience. Uh, you know, maybe a, upwards of a, a quarter to a third of our audience on certain nights. Really? And, and Russian audiences. Really? Yes. Oh. At 50% of our audiences the United States and the rest is is from Russia Asia and Europe
3: ah, you said it? we also have a large audience from Turkey
1: yes yes we do mm-hmm. uh, especially our, um, our my, my website for some reason ah. website my website is very very I mean several thousand visitors are, are thousands of thousands of page views every month. And, uh, I hope
3: it's real and
1: not just a bot. No, no, it's it's a real. It's a real stat, and it's, uh, it's amazing. And I don't even know why, from Turkey, I would have that many listeners in a revolutionary country. But since my 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 writing on my my website is uh, political, controversial, revolutionary, uh, they might maybe be, they maybe yeah. I think that's probably well, why it's it's trying. Also, a large, a large number of Ukrainian uh, readers. So we're very, very pleased with our audience, and we thank you. And uh, we hope. I feel honored
3: that they're listening to us, yes. and I hope that everyone in all of our listeners in those countries as well had an opportunity to laugh and love many times over the summer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, and maybe
3: it was winter for them.
1: are Whatever, but we want to thank you all for listening. And uh, join us again next week, okay? And yes. check out our iCars in case you missed us. So uh, have a good last laugh between now and next week. Yeah. Good night, folks. So good night, Thanks,
3: everybody. Thanks for being with
1: us.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good night.